So today's gospel, I think, presents us with three models of discipleship. Uh, we have John, who is close to the Lord's heart and listens to the word of God. We have Peter, who is well-intentioned, but ultimately fails. And then we have Judas, who is willfully disobedient. And I think this goes well with the parable that Jesus also taught about the seeds uh, that fell on the different types of soil. You know, the sower went out to sow seed, and some threw on the, uh, fell on the path, some fell on rocky grounds, others on um, ground with thorns in it, and others on good soil. And I think we have the first, uh, or the, the last three, not so much on the path, but Peter is on the rocky ground. Right? Peter, he means really well. He wants to believe in God. He does believe in God, but he fails. When his faith is put to the test, when his life might come into question, it doesn't even say that they're going to kill Peter, but when he fears for his own life, he quickly denies the Lord, and the Lord even prophesies about it today. And then we have Judas, who is the seed that fell among the thorns. You know, he had this, this belief, he had this desire. Maybe he really thought that Jesus was the Messiah that was going to come and bring the revolutionary reign of the Israelite people that they had hoped for for so long. But he let his avarice, he let his pride, he let whatever get in the way of it, and his faith was choked out. Um, and then we have John, who in today's reading is, he's mentioned, uh, as the beloved disciple, and it's also mentioned that he, you know, reclines and, and puts his head on the, the chest of the Lord and is really attuning his ear to hear what the Lord has to say. And uh, whether it's at the behest and the, the prodding of Peter, who's like, hey man, go ask him what, what he's talking about, uh, or whether it's because he, he simply just wants to know the will of the Lord in his life, he does stay close to the Lord and he allows the Lord to speak to him, even though he may not understand what's going on. Now, speaking of not understanding what's going on, Peter uh, is a great example of maybe someone who is in the class listening to the lesson but not paying attention, and so then when the test comes, he has no idea what the answer to the question is. Because just a couple of days ago in the gospel, we heard Jesus tell the people that were listening to him, the exact same thing. He says, I am getting ready to go, and where I go, you cannot follow. And their response is, what does this mean? Is he going to kill himself? Where is he going that we cannot follow? And then he explains it to the disciples. And now Peter is again confused because he says one more time, where I am going, you cannot go. And Peter just out of the blue, whether he just wasn't paying attention in the last five minutes or what, whether he didn't get the, the lesson the first time, he asked the Lord, what do you mean where, where you're going, I can't come? I will go anywhere with you. He's well-intentioned, but uh, just as St. Paul will later write, you know, St. Paul says, I, I do the, the bad that I don't want to do, and the good that I want to do, I don't. Peter wants to do well. He wants to follow the Lord. He wants to go where he will. But then when it's time for him to put up, uh, you know, for him to do what he said he was going to do, he crumbles because he's that soil that's on rocky ground. When the seed grows, the sun comes, and it quickly dies because it didn't have deep roots. But he will have deep roots, uh, as will all of the apostles and the disciples. They will have their faith tested, and they will uh, succeed, but not yet. That doesn't come until Pentecost, and that won't happen until after the resurrection, and that won't happen until after the crucifixion. So we have to be very cognizant of not allowing ourselves to be 
um, too forward thinking. Yes, we look forward to the resurrection in hope. Yes, we look forward to the, the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. But we also don't want to miss what's happening right now in the life of the church. We don't want to be so focused on the resurrection that we forget the glory of the passion. You know, Jesus says today, the Son of Man will be glorified and God will be glorified in Him. Well, there is a certain glory in the cross. I mean, it's a bloody glory, but how many saints, after the example of Christ, have found that same bloody glory? Um, we do have to recognize the beauty that's contained in the crucifixion, if for no other reason than it leads to the resurrection. But there is so much beauty in that it is the one sacrifice offered by Christ the high priest for once and for all, that same sacrifice that we will now enter into during this Mass. So as we continue to walk this Holy Week, as we continue to look forward to the hope of the resurrection, let's take the time to see what the beauty that the church has for us each day, this Tuesday of Holy Week, and then Wednesday, and then Thursday, as we're walking towards the crucifixion, appreciate the beauty that the church has contained in its mysteries as it leads you to the crucifixion and eventually the resurrection.